Welcome to the No Relation NFL Podcast, June 13th. Matt, you got a title on Sunday night in Pittsburgh. I got one in Oakland last night. Pretty good time to be us, right? Yeah, how crazy is that? I didn't put two and two together on that. But, yeah, my pen's won. Uh, I actually watched a little bit of the NBA. That's the only NBA I watched all year was all the finals games. But, man, your team is strong. Yeah, it's. Uh, I- I'm not going to lie. And say I'm a huge Warrior fan. I mean, I think the problem with there is I'm not a huge NBA fan. I, I I do like the Warriors. I have been a Warrior fan. I I uh, you know lots of bad teams over the years. So for it for it to be a dynasty team like that, it just gives people younger kids hope that you know it's gonna turn around for you someday. I, I'm what I am is I'm a San Francisco Giants fan. And okay. I saw some real, real crappy teams growing up, like no hope, terrible Candlestick Park, and now they have, you know, three titles and a great stadium, and it's, you know, the time of my sports life. So it's just kind of a reminder that just hang in there, and things going to change. Yeah, it's a great point. I mean, I end up watching, I mean, for the many of my formative years were during that 22-year losing streak of the Pirates. So that was rough, you know, but I mean, when I was very young, there was the We Are Family and the Willie Stargells and Parker years, and then those just barren wasteland of Pirates. And now they, you know, now they're back to being a respectable club. Yeah, would you say you're a diehard Penguins fan? Yes. Yeah, yeah. but I don't know the rest of the league. Like when I was a kid, I knew every player in the league, and now I watch pretty much every Pens game and certainly every playoff game, and I'm into it in a big way. Yeah, cool. Good deal. Well, good times. Good times. Anyways, we're, it's time to do our – we've done the AFC deep dive. Now it's time for the NFC. We're going to the East. But as always, we've got a little news to talk about beforehand and decent amount this week. Uh, Eric Decker getting cut by the Jets. Um, you know, we, we, last week we talked about David Harris and all the other cuts that they've done. Um, I guess the question – about Eric Decker, can he help somebody else? And and and, and who do you see? Maybe who, who's a good fit? Yeah, I mean, I think there's a handful of teams that certainly could use him. Where I think he would come in and start right away, assuming injuries are not a problem. I mean, it's pretty clear that the Jets are taking a Browns-like approach to rebuilding and totally breaking the thing down. And unlike some people, I actually commend them for it. You know, I think that's the only approach that. Uh, the dire situation they were in could could withstand. Um, there's no way to do it. Uh, but as for Decker, I wish we'd see a little bit more of him lately, but I do think he's still a quality number two player that's kind of been underrated throughout his career. You know, I mean, he, he's more than just a possession guy, although that might be what he is at this stage. Um, you know, would Baltimore be interested in him and Macklin? Uh, you know, the Bills obviously come to mind, putting him opposite Watkins. What about one of these low-level teams that have a lot of cap room, like the Niners or the Bears or uh, Cleveland or somebody like that? But I think he'll get scooped up pretty soon. I mean, he's he's better than Victor Cruz at this point, right? Who, who just oh, I think by far. Bears. Yeah. 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 Uh, the Broncos said they're probably set. Um, you know, maybe the Chiefs, I'm thinking. I think the 49ers, as you said, um, you know, It'll be interesting. I think he gets a job fairly soon. Macklin goes to the Ravens. And I, I talked about this a couple weeks ago when McCarty signed with the Browns and some media members acted like it was a huge get for the Browns. And I'm, I'm seeing some people acting like Macklin's a huge get 
for the Ravens. And my mindset is, eh, if the dude is available in June, there's a reason for it. And let's not act like this guy is a top ten player in this position. Yeah, I mostly agree. I might be a little higher on him than that in that um, I think the reason he was cut is because he can't, it's not because he can't play anymore, but they signed him to a bad deal. You know, they, they signed him. He was coming off his best season as a pro in Chip Kelly's offense, and the Chiefs had a huge need for him. He went to Missouri. He's kind of a local guy. Andy Reid coached him in Philly, and they paid him like a number one wide receiver, and that's where the mistake was, where he's a number two type receiver and a really good one at his best, but they had cap issues, and therefore they had to you know, trim the fat somewhere, and they've invested a lot of picks in wide receivers the past few years, and Kelsey's going to be kind of the, the main target, of course. So they had the kind of, you know, there was a bad contract. And so as guys that become available in June go, I think he's a real find. I mean, compared to, um, you know, Alshon Jeffrey going to Philadelphia, I don't think he's a real find. But considering the bind that Baltimore was in at the position, that kind of fell in their laps a little bit. So you think he could be an impact guy? I think he's better than anyone they have. (laughs) You know, I mean, you know, seventy catches, maybe sixty catches. Yeah, yeah, right, right. I mean, uh, and spread the ball around a little bit, and um, a much-needed addition. I mean, I don't know that that all of a sudden makes him a contender or anything. Right. Now you're at the uh, Steelers minicamp today, right? I was, and I won't be tomorrow, but I will be Thursday. So yes. And. Le'Veon Bell wasn't there, and he probably won't be there the next two days either, right? I mean, is there um, is there angst there? Is there is it anger? Is there or is it no big deal? It's June. What's the kind of the temperature there on Le'Veon Bell staying away because he hasn't? I would say it's lukewarm. I mean, I don't think there's a lot of angst involved. Um, you know, he wants a long-term deal. He's the best back in the league, playing on the franchise tag. I mean, uh, I, I don't think that there's anybody that are all that concerned about it at this point, to be very honest with you. I'm sure he'll be there right. in camp. Um, I expect him to have a huge year. I just think that the bigger story is the big picture of what do you do if you're the Steelers? You know, I mean, he's making a fortune as running backs go. I think he's making like $3 million more than LaShawn McCoy, who's the second uh, has the second highest income this year at the running back position. So if you franchise him again, I mean, he's making like another $3 million on top of that. But you want to invest in a running back long term. Uh, Ben's getting older. It's becoming Bell's offense. I'm really interested to see how they handle, you know, the contract in general. Or do you run him in the ground, let him walk, and draft a guy? I, I just don't know. I don't think there's a great answer to that question. Well, maybe they already did that in James Conner. Maybe. You know, I mean, that's certainly a fallback plan without question. Right. Um, right. It's certainly, I mean, I, I'm very high on Conner very much rooting for Connor, and I like him, but I'm not willing to say that he can be Bell's every-down replacement one year from now. Right, but, yeah, I mean, it, it's certainly it, it's a possibility. It's certainly some yeah. insurance. I mean, that's what I was going to ask you. There's no guarantee this guy's going to be a, a Steeler next year. This might be his last year at the I, I would think especially if he has another injury or two. I mean, you got to remember, he got suspended already. He's missed a lot of time with injury. Tomlin has a really strong history of running his his top back into the ground. Um, Did that with Bell, and then we saw him break down in the playoffs, as usual. 
Um, so if, if he sustains another big injury, maybe that's the what you're waiting for. You know, like you know, the, we can time to move on. Then I, I don't know. I, I, this usually I see the angles. You know, like a year ago, I told everybody, don't worry about Bell. You franchise him right now, run him into the ground, and deal with it. You know, a year from now. Well, now it's a year from now, and you got to make a decision. And I don't know the right one. I mean, and this offseason was certainly a reminder to us about what happens to old running backs. They don't get re-signed, and they stay on the market a long time. And and if the Steelers pay him a big, big deal, he's going to be an old running back as a Steeler, and they're going to have to make a decision. So, I mean, because of his history of the injuries and suspension, because of his production already and, and, and maybe shorter shelf life, if they let him go after next year, that's still a that was a still a good Steeler career by them, you know, getting him in the second round, and, and then they got a lot out of him. So oh, they would have got a, a ton out of him, assuming he goes, has a great year again this year. Even not, they've gotten a ton out of yeah. him. But the other kind, you know, flip side to that too is he's only twenty four. You know, he came in the league really young. I mean, if you lock him up to the next four, and then he leaves when he's twenty eight, and as a Hall of Fame career, you know, as opposed to playing against them, it's a really difficult decision for me because, as a rule of thumb, I don't like putting big money in the running backs. Yeah, yeah, no, it's uh, it's it's something to watch. But I mean, as far as the missing the minicamp, not really. I mean, he'll he'll be no. there. He may complain a little bit. He may threaten a little bit, but he'll be there week one because he's not going to leave that money on the table. You know, it's like Eric Berry. You know, I mean, they're going to come. Right, right, and Odell, and, you know, every year yeah. we go through five or six of these big names, and I don't right. blame them. I mean, I'm not sure I'd go to minicamp either. <laughs> you know, it's 94 today out there. We were sweating like crazy. I don't know that I'd have done that. If I didn't have right. to, might as well relax at home for a while, and you'll get your money. Definitely. Last topic I want to talk about before we get into the NFC East, and it's money-related, and it's a guy that you're a fan of, and it's a team that we talked about last week is Los Angeles Chargers signed Melvin up uh, Ingram to a really nice big contract extension. That I mean, that was something that they probably needed to do, right? Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you know, they, they screwed around with Bosa's contract a year ago, and that bit them. And you know, smarten up and invest in your team. Keep your stars around. I'm a big fan of Ingram, especially opposite Bosa. Um, they're installing a Seattle-like offense or defense, and I think, in a nutshell, Bosa's going to be your Michael Bennett, and Averill's or and uh, Ingram's going to be your Averill, and they're perfect fits for that. I mean, having bookend Pro Bowl pass rushers is quite a luxury in today's NFL, and you don't let those guys get out of the building. Bosa could Bosa could be a better Michael Bennett than Michael Bennett is, right? I mean, so you think he's stealing? I, I know. Bennett's great, but I just see Bosa as a guy that can really, really be super elite. I 100% agree, and that kind of like you said, I mean, that's not the slightest bit slight on no. Bennett. I mean, I think Bennett's going to be in Hall of Fame consideration. I think he's been a top-10 defensive player for five years now. I mean, a total stud on one of the generation's best defenses. Bosa can be better. Yeah. Do you think with Ingram that we're going to – we haven't seen the best of him yet because I mean, he was slowed by – he was a number 11 pick overall, slowed a bit by injuries, and it has really come on. I mean, he ha- 
you know, he has some peak years left, don't you think? Agreed. And if we would have had this conversation a year ago, I would have said something along the lines of he's teased us a little bit, he's played on his feet some, they've dropped him into coverage, I like him, you should invest in him, franchise him like they did, but I want a little more. And then this past year we saw a little more. And I think that's who he truly is. I think he's entering the prime of his career. And, you know, he, he's a legit big-time player. Right. Let's get to the NFC East. Um, I think it's probably the second-best division football behind the AFC West we did last week. Um, really fascinating. Some, some prime-time teams and prime-time players. Uh, let's start with the Dallas Cowboys. I know that's a team that we talked about this offseason that you think may be trying to take a step back a little bit, right? I do. You know, I, I, you see these power ranks on the different sites, and a lot of people have Dallas as a top-five team in the NFL, and I'm pretty sure the Vegas Super Bowl odds, they're the best, they have the best odds in the NFC. If not, they're right behind Seattle or right near the top. I don't see that type of team. You know, I mean, with all respect to Dak and Zeke in an elite offensive line, I think that that defense is average. Um, I think their pass catchers are average to slightly above. And as impressed as I am with Dak Prescott, it's going to be harder this year. <laughs> I mean, it's just going to be a lot harder this year. More is going to be required of him. Not going to catch anyone by surprise. Um, he's going to have to do more. And I think he's capable. I mean, I'm not saying that he's overrated or a bust or anything like that, but, you know, I don't think he's a top-ten quarterback either. And, they're play- I mean, overall, their players are good. They're just not great. I mean, I don't see a great team here. So, on the flip side of that, they do – the reason why they're – so good last year was the rookie quarterback and the rookie running back. They're only going to get better. I know. I, I, I understand the whole. There's going to be challenges, but they are going to get better. Yes. Is the line going to get better though? I mean, it almost can't. I mean, that's like saying you're the heavyweight champ. How can you get better? But they lost two starters, and I know everyone's talking about Leo Collins, and he's a, a good prospect with a lot of ability, but. I got to think that the line's a little bit worse. You know, I, yeah, I, I, I'm not cowboy bashing. I just don't see a 12-13 type win team. I see an eight win team. Yeah, interesting. Um, I guess, but again, last year we didn't. They exceeded expectations last year, and I, I can't say I watched them super closely, but it didn't seem like it was a fluky 13 and three for them. No, no, I don't think it is, and. You know, maybe I'm selling the defense a little short, too, because they're very vanilla on defense, but they're also really well coached. And when Sean Lee is healthy, it's a much better defense than when he isn't. And it's easy to forget that they used that second-round pick on Jalen Smith out of Notre Dame. Maybe he's around. You know, maybe they get an extra draft pick in him. Um, they did certainly attack the pass defense in the draft. And Marinelli knows what he's doing. But I don't see a lot of difference makers. I mean, with, with the exception of, you know, five guys on offense, which is great. I mean, uh, I just don't see one of the better <coughs> rosters in the league. Then, um, what about Dez? I think we talked about Dez during the season last year. Where he, like, you know, 
I wouldn't be surprised if he's starting on the back nine. I mean, you feel that way still? Yeah, I do. Um, but I also think that he may go away slowly like a Brandon Marshall type, you know, because he's so big and physical that it's not going to be falling off a cliff when the day does come. Um, it kind of shocks me that, you know, I, I know Cole Beasley's a, a really good player, and they also drafted Switzer. So they value that position, and that's a real Dak Prescott-friendly position. But I'm kind of shocked that they were content to live with Terrence Williams as the guy opposite Dez, considering Dez isn't a top-five receiver anymore. I mean, I don't think they really didn't improve much in the offseason, did they? I mean, maybe that's the issue. Maybe that's the worry. In fact, I think that their roster is a little worse than when we saw them last. Yeah. You know, Free's gone, Leary's gone, a lot of change in the secondary. Witten's a year older. You know, like there's not the Witten replacement. There's not the receiving core and the pass catchers in general to me, I think, are very average, which isn't bad. I just think it's middle of the road. Right. Yeah, interesting. Um, let's talk about a team that I'm guessing you think is going to take over as division champion, Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, and I think I probably let the cat out of the bag on one of these podcasts that they're San Diego, the Eagles, uh, are two of the teams that I'm really leaning towards going against the grain and picking to win their respective divisions, very difficult divisions. I think they're very much going in the right way. I know Dak Prescott had a much better rookie year than Wentz, but to me I'd, have, I'd take Wentz times 10 over Dak, and that's not a knock on Dak. I just think Wentz is a stud. I think that this is a really strong organization that is making the right steps to make Dak or uh, Wentz's life much easier. You know, like, let's go get him receivers. I think it's a really good offensive line, especially when Lane Johnson's there and he was suspended last year. Guys like Matthews and Ertz now all of a sudden are in their right spot in the pecking order. They're now the second or third or fourth option in the passing game as opposed to stretch to be the one. You know, so uh, And the defense was a lot better than people thought last year. And that front seven now is nasty. I mean, they get out, they're going to get after the quarterback, picking up Jernigan, using a first-round pick there. Um, good at safety, good at linebacker, corners a question. But I really think this team's going in the right direction. Yeah, I do too. Um, I mean, obviously it starts with the quarterback, and we'll talk a little bit more about him. But the defense is really good, and it was really good last year, and, and it got better in the offseason. And they got, you know, um, they drafted Barnett from Tennessee, didn't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and um, so I, I think they've had a nice offseason, and um, and the, the biggest thing is they got better around the quarterback. And I and – I, I know you're not the biggest Blunt fan, but I, I see where that makes sense for this offense. Sure. And they're just giving him some it, – it's a it's a legit NFL roster with a really legit NFL quarterback. Yeah, I 100% agree. And, um, you know, now guys like – less will be asked of the Darren Sproles of the world. Less will be – you know, the line's really good. Um, I, I think Alshon Jeffrey was one of the biggest pickups of the season, you know, that's – he has to stay healthy, but when he's on the field, he's one of the most productive receivers out there. And, again, a lot of it goes back to the quarterback position. And I understand that he put some bad tape out those last two months of the year and his mechanics weren't the same. And, 
But, I mean, I think the guy, I mean, is kind of a rookie wall. And I, I, I think he's going to rebound in a huge way. And he went to a small school. Yeah. Yep. You know, so. I mean, I, I think the biggest thing about him last year is that he, he was poised and he just looked the part. And Immediately. It was, yeah, and, and it's okay that he hit the wall. I mean, this is a twelve-year, this is a twelve-year deal, not a seventeen-week deal for him. You know, so I just think I think he has a chance to be. You know, in, in eight years, we're talking about him as the very top of the league. Bill, I've said this on podcasts. 20 times since the season ended. But take a guess off the top of your head, what wide receiver on that roster led the team in snaps last year? Yeah, was it uh, Algar? Yeah, it was Nelson Aguilar, who maybe shouldn't even make the team. (laughs) I mean, if that guy's on the field more than any other receiver on your team, I know he's a former first-round pick, but – he might not even make the roster this year. Tells you all you need to know. I mean, Wentz had nothing. Right. And it looked pretty good. Right, right. You know, and yeah. to be honest, he got figured out to some degree. You know, like, you watch that Steeler game, he nickels and dimes them to death early in the season with a short Kansas City passing game, and people quickly realized, this. you know, they don't have the targets, and, you know, we're going to take that away. And they didn't have the people around them to – take the next step but now they do so maybe maybe his offense was figured out and not him you know what i mean maybe it was just i think that's certainly only true what you can do so now with more weapons right and his actual abilities and his smarts handle on the, on the position entire offseason with the team right i mean everyone says he's right. a tireless worker right yeah i mean yeah. i I really think that a year from now, we're going to put him very much in the conversation with Mariota and Winston and Carr as the next generation of phenomenal quarterbacks. Do you think the Eagles could put it together and be a a, a top NFC team this year? That might be a little rich. You know, I mean, I feel like I'm out on a limb saying that I'm going to pick them to win our division. Um but maybe one year from now, you know, that I do expect that defense to be a top-ten type defense, and the quarterback's very much on the rise, and I'm sure he'll have some growing pains. You know, I'm not saying he's going to be a, a pro bowler this year, but I would be excited to be an Eagles fan. Yep, yep. Let's talk about the uh, the Giants. Um, kind of an interesting team, I guess. I mean, good defense. Got some problems on offense. I don't know how they've gotten better on offense. They brought in Marshall that could help. What's your initial thoughts on the New York Giants? I think, once again, they'll compete for having the best defense in the league. Um, i got to think that the addition of Ingram and Marshall pay off and make it hard to game plan against these guys. You know, that they have a lot of weapons now, and – you know, we mentioned Cruz. He's not going to be on the field, and Shepard's going to be a better a year better, and Marshall's going to be out there, and you throw in Ingram, who's as much wide receiver as he is tight end. But I keep coming back to the same thing with them. Is I hated the tape from Eli last year. <laughs> I mean, I thought he turned into a bad player. You know, and he's old. And the thing you know, when we talked about with Eli, 
he never misses a game or a snap. You know, that I wonder if his body is failing him in a big way, and more so than Ben or Rivers from the same draft class. I'm worried that he's done. Wow. Done. But yeah, I mean, like, struggles to complete hard passes done. Like, a liability on the field done. Wow. I mean, did you see that last year to that extent? I think it was going that way. And I've also never really been a supporter. I've always felt that he's his legacy is a little overrated. You know, like, I'd rather Philip. I think Philip Rivers has had a better career than him, and I, few agree with me, but... And, right, and, and, and I give all the credit in the world for winning against, Super Bowls, but... It's what's that? hard against the fight, fight against Super Bowl rings, you know? Right, right. You know, but uh, I just think Rivers has put up better tape year after year, and um, I think Manning has been highly up and down throughout his career and his highs have come at great times which is wonderful but his lows are very low and hurting his team a lot and um, well, you, you know, when you look at the, it, it, the, the great quarterbacks like in history or the borderline hall of famers he'd be low on my list you said if his name was eli johnson and he wasn't related to the other mannings he probably wouldn't be looked up that, at that highly maybe not and I mean, he has won Super Bowls. He's played best when it matters most, and I get that. I mean, I do. And but is maybe right? Is is Eli Williamson going to the Hall of Fame? <laughs> right. Not the ones that I know. It's not with our genes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Um, so if he is going to fall off the cliff, I mean, they have no shot this year. But in a way, you know, I mean, their defense was still kept them in games last year. You know, with zero running game, a bad offensive line, and less weapons, their defense kept them highly, highly competitive last year. And I'm not sure why that would change. Yeah. But I'm going to have a hard time backing the Giants as a contender. Right. Um, do you think they're the fourth-best team in the division? No, I think Washington's probably a little worse because I don't yeah. like Washington's defense. Right. And let's, talk, let's finish up with the Redskins. I mean, they've had a kind of a weird offseason with leadership, and that's not the first time we've said that about this team. And, I mean, hell, they, mm-hmm. they announced some changes today, which is, you know, in the hierarchy, you know, the the upper hierarchy of the front office, and which is kind of late for that, um, did all that upheaval affect this roster? Do you think? I don't think they had a really good off season. Um, I think there's a lot of talent on offense, and I'm not to the Eli degree, but I'm not a big river or. Cousins believer. I, I, he's starting. To, I'm starting to come around on him a little more than I did early in his career. But I still think he's a middle of the road guy at best. Um, but I think they know that, and now they have one of the best lines. Running game should be improved. They're loaded with weapons too. I mean, yeah, I know they lost two, but they added two. You know, I mean, with Doxon if you count him. So I think the offense will be quite good, and I bet Cousins has a a stinker or two more than he has in the past. But the defense to me is ordinary. That 
their run defense has been a problem now for two years in a row, and they're not really any better up the middle. You know, they lost actually their best defensive lineman in Baker, and they replaced him with some nose tackle types. And you know, Allen in the first round fell on their lap, which is great. And their corners are okay, but I don't like them up the middle all that much. But in most divisions, I certainly wouldn't say that they're last. You know, I, I mean, if I'm doing a power ranks, they're 22nd or something. I mean, they're not. I don't think they're a bad team. I think they could squeak out nine and seven in a, uh, a wild card berth. I mean, I don't think that's crazy. I think there's some good things going on there. But overall, I think they're a little behind. I mean, I think they're you know they're a slightly below average NFL team. So, could all four of these teams? Could you buy the? What's that? You broke up a little bit. What's that? You broke up a little bit. What was the question? Can you buy a situation where all four teams, you know, could make the playoffs? Not not all together, of course. Right. But like, could the Giants make the playoffs? Yeah, I think all four could. Yes. I mean, obviously, again, like not together, but. If you told me a story where any of these four teams won the division, I would buy it. I mean, like I said, I mean, if Dallas shows a little bit of a kink and Cousins catches fire, maybe the Redskins go 10-6 and six and win the division. I, I could buy that, even though I'm picking them to be fourth. Right. Um, and the same is true with all of them, yeah. I mean, again, I think it's going to be a highly competitive division, really strong top to bottom, not as strong at the top as I think most people think, though. Yeah, it sounds like there's some uh, there's more pockmarks in this division as than maybe people think. Yeah, yeah, I think that's true. I mean, I think I could come up with a pretty big area of concern for every team. Right. With the Eagles probably having the least concerns and the highest ceiling. Right, but you know, counting on a quarterback that you know is a is a puppy, you know, to get. So here's a question, and I'm not even sure what I know the answer is. I know who I'd rather have, but who's if you're to rank the four quarterbacks in this division from one to four, how good they are right this second, I could probably make an ar- argument for just about any order. Yeah, I, I'd probably go. I'd probably feel pretty good about Wentz. But he's, I mean, know. his tape at the end of the year wasn't pretty. You know, I mean, he, yeah. I mean, that's who I want. If I'm starting a team, I want him by far. Then Dak, of course. Yeah. But the quarterback play yeah, I mean, in the right division. Now, right now is week one in September, and I, I would take Wentz. Probably Wentz, Dak, Cousin, Eli, right? Yeah, I guess. But that's a strange thing to say about two guys that have only played 16 games. And, and, and two guys that are, you know, established starters. And one might go to the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. Last question on this. What would you do with Cousins? Because this thing is dragged out. Would you just sign this him? is another hairy one, kind of like the Bell situation. I've consistently written articles saying I don't believe in Cousins. And I think he's more Andy Dalton than he is Matt Ryan. But he does get better. And... Everyone talks about his work ethic being off the charts, and that shows. I mean, he has certainly improved. And if you don't sign him, see, I hate being in, if I'm a GM, I hate being in that situation where I know I'm going to overpay even by overpaying quarterback standards to keep this guy. 
But if I don't, I have Colt McCoy and the 15th pick in next year's draft. You know, it's not going to be the top five guy, you know, or I have to make an RG3 trade to go get the top five guy. And then we're starting over again. You know, like, to me, Cousins has the... Cousins has the, the the juice here. You know, he, he's the he's the one with the cards in his hand, and especially, I mean, that's kind of why I was saying in this off season, maybe you trade him. You know, that maybe that they missed that opportunity to trade him to the Niners or the Browns and pick up a quality pick, and then have one more asset to build around than just letting him walk and getting a third round pick in return or something like that. that but man, you hate to. He, I mean, he's a starting quarterback all day long. I haven't said a lot of good about him, but he's certainly one of the best 20, 22 starters in the league, and that has a lot of value. I mean, imagine if he would have been a Texan last year, how much better that'd have been, <laughs> you know, or you know, a handful of teams. And you don't want to be in that situation where you don't, you know, where you're just searching and throwing darts at first round picks. It's a really difficult one. I mean, I think that we just touched on the Cousins and Bell contracts are two of the more difficult ones to, to, to shake out right now. And Somebody making more money than me is going to have to figure it out. See, that's where it's so Cousins and Dalton and maybe even a guy like Flacco, maybe not him, but tough spot to be because they're, they're good enough, but they're, they're not great enough and they're never going to be great enough. But they're far from bad. So what right, do you right. do? You got, you, they're not Brock You probably Oswald. end up paying for them, and then you're stuck with mediocrity for a long time, and it hurts your roster because you're paying the quarterback, you know, starting big money. But what else, what's the answer? Right. I mean, yeah, I, I hate being in Alex Smith, Matt Schaub, Andy Dalton quarterback purgatory because they're always going to keep you around 500. And you're never going to have the early pick in the draft to go, unless you do a Mahomes-type situation, to go, you know, mortgage your future and live for tomorrow and go get, uh, you know, a high upside guy. And rarely does that work out. I mean, you really have to have a, a 2015 Broncos-like season slash defense to ever make that work. Historic defense. Historic defense. No. And get a bounce or two in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, it's... Uh... It's pretty incredible, and, that, and that's why that's why it just all revolves around the quarterback. Yeah, and that's why when you hit the Derek Carrs and the you know Russell Wilsons, and it's just it just sends your franchise upward for the next foreseeable future. Because I mean, those guys I, I mentioned those guys because they weren't first round picks. Right, they right, were, right. You know, top ten picks where you're like, okay, we're hoping. This guy is an elite guy, so we're taking, we're using a really valuable pick. In the second round, if you told the Raiders five minutes before that pick, hey, you're going to get Annie Dalton here, they'd jump on it, you know, because they had nothing else. Right, right. But now, and in a way, the Bengals are happy. They did the same thing and did get Annie Dalton, but he doesn't have the car upside. Right, but if they if they told. Raiders right there, this guy is going to have an Andy Dalton-like influence on your roster for the next 8 to 10 years. They would have took him in the second round. Mm-hmm. Um, but but a it has a chance to be much more. So that's why it all revolves around the quarterback. Yeah, it does. And, again, I, I don't know that there's a right or wrong answer. You know, like if my editors say, 
Kirk Cousins gets signed to a five-year deal tomorrow for big money, and they say, is that the right or wrong move? I'd say, pick a side, and I'll, be the, I'll give you the argument either way. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm not avoiding the question, but there isn't the right answer. Right. Right. Well, hey, so looking back at this division, competitive, probably one of the more competitive ones. I mean, would you say it's the yeah. second best? I think so, yeah, yeah. I mean, I think an underrated division is the NFC South, too. That when you talk about top divisions, I don't see a bad team in that one. Um, I don't see a bad team in the NFC West. I don't see a bad team in this division. But unlike those two, I also don't see a potentially elite team, you know, where Atlanta or Oakland could be a Super Bowl winner. Right. And and some people do. Maybe I'm wrong on the Cowboys. I mean, I... Uh, they exceeded my expectations last year, that's for sure. And I just think the expectations are far too high for the Cowboys. And, and, and we all know that every season is totally different. That, right. You know, I mean, if you, we, the Cowboys have nothing from last year. It's, last year is over. So, yeah, they could go 8-8. Eight eight. But I, I, I think I like about the Cowboys is that the – Two young kids really put them on their back, and the two young kids should be better in year two. Yeah, yeah. But you know, you know would have got over under win total bets in Vegas. If I had a dollar in my pocket and I had to put it one spot, I might have put I might put it on Dallas as under, in anywhere in the league. Yeah. And, well, the, hey, Dallas six, is be six tough divisions. They're going to be overrated in Vegas because what they did last year, and they're the Cowboys, and a lot of people bet on them, and you know they're always kind of overrated. I mean, look at the New York Yankees are good again. Everybody's talking about how great the Yankees are. Well, they're probably not that great, but they're the Yankees, so we're pushing them up a little bit, and that's what happened with the Cowboys. America's team, yep. Yeah, and exactly. I think the world's like the Raiders. I think the world's better when they're good, and they're on national TV a lot. I just, I think Dak levels out a little bit this year. Wasn't he? He was so damn cool. And I don't think that's going away. I think that's who he is. And that might be his greatest strength, which is a great strength to have. Yeah. I think he's very mentally tough. I mean, he took over there in August and never looked back. Yeah. And it never looked too big for him, kind of like Russell Wilson's rookie year. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Let's do the NFC North next week, and uh, we'll keep grinding out. Good show. Quick pace. Love it. Matt, talk to you next week. All right, bud. This is great.